0: Welcome to,
1: episode zero, of, The Story Studio, with your hosts, Luke Condor, and, Daniel Wilcox.
0: Oh yeah, here we go, check it out now. So we're now recording.
1: Um, yeah it's quite good, I um... But let's let's start the show. let me do I've got like a little intro thing. Okay. I don't know. maybe maybe we'll change it. I don't know if it works or not. Let, let's see what you think. Uh welcome to the Story Studio, a podcast where an independent publishing company explores the world of self publishing, independent art and the future of storytelling. The show for filmmakers, authors, writers, comic book makers, crowdfunders, entrepreneurs, creators, and anyone else looking to tell stories in the modern world. Uh, my name is Luke Condor for a K, and I'm joined by Daniel Wilcox. Hey. How's it going hey. then?
0: Yeah, not bad. How
1: are you? Yeah, not too bad. Is that intro work, do you reckon? Does it need some some grease? I think
0: it sounded good. It's got everything covered. It might be a bit wordy for a start, but but no, I think it pretty much hits the hits the nail on the head. Cool. Which is good. How are you? Are you alright? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. I've uh, been non stop today, but I actually get a nice little break now. So this is the first part of my my break, I think. Yeah. <laughs> what about right.
1: you? I um I might be a little bit loopy today because I haven't eaten solid food in 60 hours. I'm doing like that juice, three-day juice cleanse thing. Why? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I've, I've put on a fair bit of weight when I was in London. So I was in London for two years and I put yeah. on two stone. And I really wanted to try right. and get rid of that. So I figured I'll just do a juice cleanse. It'll make me healthier. It will it will maybe lose some weight i don't know but
0: um it could do you never know i mean what what where where did it come from what was the source
1: have you ever seen fat sick and nearly dead
0: no but it sounds horrific
1: okay it's a, about like a a guy's got like a really bad disease and he goes on his juice cleanse and he loses loads of weight really quickly and and everything. okay <laughs> so this is the first podcast <laughs> by the way i don't know how uh, on topic this is no it's
0: fine we can we can ramble
1: yeah
0: <laughs> it's um have you one of my, um, my friends went on a bit of a fad diet. I'm not saying yours is a fad diet, but mm. uh, a couple of years ago, she went on a diet that oh, really made me laugh. It was over um, three days. Yeah. On the first day, you're only allowed to eat seven eggs, nothing else. You can drink water, you can drink coffee. On the second day, it was seven sausages. And on the third day, it was seven bananas. Nothing else but those 21 items.
1: Seven bananas is deadly, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And also quite difficult, I'd imagine. I mean, seven eggs, I'd get sick of eggs already. Yeah. But apparently that was guaranteed to lose a stone in 72 hours. And kill you in uh, 80. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what rigor does to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, So what? I, I guess we should start off by talking about, like, why we wanted to do a podcast. Because, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there. But I don't see this as a way of, like, I mean it'd be nice to find an audience, but I think so we've been publishing under the name Hawk and Cleaver, which is our independent publishing company name, uh, for just over a year. And I just kind of feel like we need to like have some sort of regular interaction and like a regular like uh, not a brainstorm, like a more of a mastermind sort of thing. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean it's one of those things where you can only go so far hitting keys and trying to talk to each other before messages get lost they get confused sometimes it's just it's quicker isn't it it's just easier to yeah communicate
1: yeah and i'm hoping that like um over the next next year or so like because we want to go full-time writing i'm really hoping that like Mm on that (laughs) that we can like document it and and uh i don't know bring people along if they want to listen to the show and
0: yeah and it'll be awesome 'Cause I mean, we're planning on at some point getting guests as well. Yeah. To just talk to more people in the business and see, you know, yeah. what works for them, what what doesn't, any anything that can kind of not only help us, but if anyone is listening to help them.
1: Yeah. And uh no, I don't I'm kinda like because Hawk and Cleaver, we don't just we we mainly publish books, I guess, but we also dabble like we make films, made award winning films, we wanna make comic books. Uh we do the other stories podcast, which is our short story podcast. I feel like um, I don't just want to interview people regarding self-publishing. I sort of want to cast a wider net. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's good because down the creative journey, I think everyone goes through similar stuff and there there are many subjects that can sort of transcend more than just your genre and go out towards different applications. It'll be good to to talk to different people just more interesting more than anything i think i think the idea of taking it i don't want to say freelance but sort of going independent as a creative is one that it's really intriguing because it's something that i never considered as as a kid growing up It was something i never really thought about until the last couple of years really and it's one thing i've seen other people do i've seen people take that journey and some people that i know have had huge success with it some people have been not so lucky but just seems to be more down the happiness route over the money route initially, anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, independent like publishing, I do find that some people who make money make a hell of a lot of money. Like, like a really like it's quite <laughs> it's exciting how much money they're making. But at the yeah. same time, I, I'm kind of like trying to not think about that too much because I don't want to be writing stuff just to make money. Do you know what I mean? Like you want to make yeah. stuff that's like creatively enriching and
0: yeah it can cloud it almost if you start to sort of focus on the end goal if you don't look at yeah. you know the journey there and enjoy it while you're going along
1: yeah however having said that because we want to make other stuff um <laughs> comic books and stuff i would like to do some commercial projects that will make money that we can then roll over into into other projects
0: yeah absolutely which is coming up a bit later am i right What's that, our, our thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> awesome, yeah. No, it's definitely, you, you've got to get that balance, really, haven't you? It's, it, it's all well and good being able to say, I'm a creative, I'm doing the things I love, but the reality of it is without the money to sort of back it up, you're not going to be able to get very far on that. And it mm. depends what kind of life you want to live. I mean, there are people that, there's a few people I know that are off exploring Europe, doing their own thing, blogging it, not really many followers, and they love what they're doing. Mm. Um, but I know that myself, not that I am massively consumerist led or really commercial person, but it obviously helps. I mean yeah. I've got I've got kids to support as well, so I don't really want to be doing everything for free. Yeah.
1: I quite like um I mean obviously we're both big fans of like uh Johnny, Sean and Dave from the self publishing podcast. I really like their philosophy <laughs> of paying for the more literary work with commercial work yeah so um there's a book I read ages ago um I don't know what it's called now but the, the sex and cash theory so we, wh- whatever you're doing there's always uh, a sexy side to what you're doing and a cash side so when you're starting out in in writing and publishing I guess the, the sexy side would be uh what you do at lunch what you do <laughs> after work like what we're doing now so like you, you get to a cafe you start writing a novel or whatever um and the cash side is doing your full-time job to support that and then yeah. as you go uh, more and more so that, that can shift so as you go full-time if you become a full-time writer you still got the sexy side which is your more fun stuff that's just for you but then you still got to do your cash side which is the commercial work i guess or writing books to
0: market yeah that's a good way to look at it it's yeah it's definitely about finding that balance and i think if you're not well i mean some people do take the path of just commercial 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 but i'm i know that i'm not and i'm pretty sure that you're not the type of person that would just want to give up the stuff that excites you the stuff that actually makes you want to yeah. be a creative
1: yeah i um, it's, it's, i mean the lucky thing is that i'm a really into commercial work as well as like literary work. Yeah. so like i do enjoy that so I, I would love to make some more of it
0: yeah well i mean how would you classify the hipster would that be more of a sexy thing for you or a cash uh I think I
1: went into. What's the it, idea behind that? I went into it thinking um, it's going to be more of a cash side of things, but l- because it's me, like it just completely became <laughs> like like a not a literary, but like an exploration in things that I like and genres I like and a bit of a mashup of of that kind of thing. Yeah, but um, but I know that when we do our project, that I think we're going to be able to stick on the. On the straighter road of going towards commercial work and sticking that to the, to the ending, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think my initial brief for the hipster from of space was, this is going to be a commercial project. But then I think I forgot about that, like after like the ten thousand word <laughs> mark, and I just started doing my own thing.
0: Yeah. But now, I mean, that's still a good way to to get something. And I, I think I heard you saying, um, was it the interview you did with the uh, the coffee podcast, which runs out? Mm. Yeah. Uh, about.
1: Sunday Morning Coffee Podcast. That's yeah, not a Sunday
0: yeah. Morning Coffee Podcast, about yeah. how that was just, it's slightly commercial, but it's more you, you learned how to write a novel by yeah. writing a novel, and that was your first, first big project, right? That, yeah, that was, before
1: that, I'd only written like 10,000 words like, as, as the longest thing. Yeah, and so, it's a big step up going into a
0: novel. I mean, yeah. I'm still close to mine, close, I've got my one and three quarter drafts through I will get there um but it's definitely an experience it's definitely different I think you have to at least get one out of the way in order to start working on things
1: yeah now so I've written I've written three novels i published two now um I feel like I know how to write a novel now um <laughs> so now I think I want to take those skills that I've learned and and I want to write a book specifically the market that's going to you know hit a certain need or want that that's out there um and do well and like make money and uh but also be creatively satisfying
0: to a degree anyway absolutely yeah yeah i think that's the important thing and especially giving the uh giving the reader something satisfying to to feast upon and make their money's worth so yeah yeah that's uh I'm very, very excited for that. Shall we... Uh... Big whoop. Big whoop, yeah. Well, Let's sir. big whoop it. <laughs> what a big whoop. What's your big whoop for the week? My big whoop is Pokemon Go. And All right. Oh, my God, have I been obsessed with that. Um, yeah, have you, have you played any of it yet?
1: Uh, yeah, I downloaded it last... It officially re- released yesterday, right? Officially download- launched yesterday, yeah. I downloaded it and I caught a weedle and then the uh the thing crashed on me. And nice. then and then Kat said, Oh, sounds like it's full of bugs. Because uh. of the weedle <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah, kind of take that minute experience yeah. and then magnify it and you've essentially got a week's worth of the app that has been crashing for the past week. Um but no, I I learned of it last not Wednesday, gone the one before. So I've had it, what, nine days now. Looking at how that's flown quickly. Um, and yeah, it's one of the things that I, I'm a massive Pokemon fan anyway. And it's one of the things that I've been sort of looking forward to. And it, it was leaked in England last Wednesday. I was one of the naughty people that went and got it. Um, and very, very quickly becomes very obsessive. It's fantastic uh, in how it works and how clever it is and how, especially this week, I mean, me and um my partner haven't gone on as many walks ever as we have in the last few days just to go out and try and find Pokemon.
1: Do you and like say to each other, do you fancy popping out for a Pokemon hunt later?
0: Literally, yes. Or it'll be a case of, we're hungry. Let's go to the Chinese. Why? So that we can walk. <laughs> <laughs> what, and, um, how many Pokemon have you got? Oh, I've got a lot. Uh, but I mean, there's a difference between how many through the pokédex i have and how many uh, i've kept um so my pokédex at the minute cuz it's only got the original 151 in and quite ah. a lot of um, them oh, it upside?
1: was a uh, electrode
0: it was an electrode wait i've caught a pokemon am no, joking um i've caught 57 out of the 151 um but it's just one of those things that the moment that it hit, I was walking around town, looking at my phone, obviously also trying to pay attention to roads and things, which is a yeah. dangerous area. But the amount of people this week that I bumped into that I've spoken to, just literally because they've been holding the app. And um, how it works is if a Pokemon appears for you, it appears for everybody. Uh, okay. So That's you cool. can literally say a Pikachu's there and someone else can turn up in that exact spot and catch what? the same thing. Oh, not steal
1: your thing. No, no, they're not stealing,
0: but the the thing appears for all of them. It could be different levels for everyone, but... So, I mean, I've just been spotting it all over Lincoln, been walking around and just groups of people in certain spots where particular things gather, and it's just... It's one of those weird things. You should see people walking around like zombies at their phone. Yeah. But you know that it's not. It's a social experience, and it's something that they're having fun doing. Um, And, yeah, it's just a, a fantastically clever app. I'm excited to see what what they do with it next once they sort of worked out the kinks.
1: Yeah, I wonder what, like, um you could do in, in, independently in terms of making AR, augmented reality-style
0: games. Um, yeah. But I mean, they had, Niantic had Ingress, didn't they? Which the people, yeah, Pokemon partnered with Niantic. Have you heard of Ingress? No, no. No, I hadn't either, but it was basically um, kind of the same principles as Pokemon Go, except it was more you were a hacker, and you go to different places. I'm not sure if you into it, but I kind of looked into it. And yeah, there's a lot of existing places that they're using for Pokemon that was used as a meeting point for Niantic. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So they kind of they started it, but I'm not sure where the limits might be.
1: don't know. It's cool. I quite like that it's gotten as big as it has. I quite like the idea of more people using that than Twitter. Yeah. Like, it's quite interesting to see how that's like a wave of Pokemon people. Yeah. Like, it's on
0: more phones apparently than Tinder. Uh,
1: yeah. That's great. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's cool. I mean, um, I will, I'll give it more of a go. I mean, I think Cat's hey. going to get, if anyone's going to get into it, it'd be more than me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I've, uh, I kind of went on a four day blast to the point where rather than this was me being naughty, rather than writing in my lunch breaks, like I normally do, yeah. I was finding excuses to walk into town to find Pokemon with uh, my colleagues. Um, and it's not actually now at the point where I've already I've saturated it a bit for myself. Hmm. So I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, no, I've got things I need to do. I should, you know, switch it off. And
1: you should, um, you know, do it as a treat. So I'm gonna get 500 words then, and then I'll allow myself to go out for a Pokemon walk.
0: <laughs> That'd be a good way to do it. Yeah. Do the work before the reward. Yeah. Yeah. If I do all my words at lunch, then I may <laughs> be allowed to have dinner and yeah. then Pokemon. <laughs>
1: My big whoop for the week is uh, a webcomic called Vanguard, and it's by a guy, it's written, illustrated, colored, uh, inked, and everything by a single guy called Dan Butcher. Um, It started in January 2012, and he's done, I think, pretty consistently two pages every single week since then. Um, And uh, the reason I sort of really because I, I, w- I went back to the start and I read the entire thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, the story is great. So the writing is great. But the reason that I'm, s- like, I'm so happy about it, I think that makes me so full of glee to see, is that when you go back to the very, very first page and then look at the quality of the drawing, like the illustration, yeah, and then go to the very like more recent pages, so like, what was that, four years down the line, four and a half years down the line, and just look at the improvement. Like, yeah. I think it's just testament to writing, publishing, and repeating. Like, you, if you're consistently doing it and putting it out there, getting feedback from people, and then, and then just continually doing it, um, I just think you, it, it just shows you... Because with, with writing, it's a little bit more difficult to see because you need to get people to read your work a lot. Do you know what I mean? With yeah, yeah. illustration, you can tell quite quickly... Uh, the skill level of someone in one area and then in then where where they are somewhere else
0: yeah, hundred percent I mean you see that with um cyanide and happiness as well, don't you yeah, you go back to their stuff it's very i only I've only
1: seen the more recent stuff, I think
0: oh really, yeah, yeah, you go back to their raw stuff, it's very kind of almost like paint, yeah, it's like it's been done in paint yeah, but now i mean what what kind of genre does the vanguard fall into? Uh,
1: vanguard is like a British superhero comic it's like um it's like the idea that like there's superheroes all over the world but they're all owned by different governments so Vanguard is like the British military version um, and it, it's it's not quite as straightforward as it's, uh, it's not like a Superman type comic it's more about the espionage and, and the political uh, background of, of how superheroes would be in a real world situation um, okay. and it so there's like there was 11 issues so 11 times by so like there's like three hundred and thirty pages worth or something, and then it jumped forward ten years. So there's yeah. a big event, and then it jumped forward ten years. I'd love to get down on actually to talk to him about the story because it's so it's really really good. And I'm not yeah. sure if I'm not sure how much planning went into. it. I'm not sure if he just did a page and then sort of you know, yeah, because you, you're writing at such a slow pace. It's it's he might have just been able to work it out as he went along. I'm not too sure. That's
0: a strange experience. I couldn't imagine doing. Such tiny fragments over that amount of time, yeah, because I kind of when I write, I want to throw everything on the paper as quickly as I can and just get a chunk out, but I mean that would be what five, six months for him
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's like it's weird like as a writer, we don't realize how lucky we are how quickly we can get work out. a workout, whereas <laughs> a comic book artist it takes them four days to do a, a page normally yeah it's it's and then it takes you what less than a second to read a page or to like quickly scan through it. <laughs>
0: It's almost painful. Yeah, yeah. It's almost just like, oh, it's done all that work. Yeah. Now I'm, um, I'm feeling as if she cooks a lovely meal and then I just eat it in one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: So yeah, if people want to go check that out, I definitely recommend it. It's www.vanguardcomic.com, and it's uh, he's got a Patreon campaign as well. So I don't know what the link is to that. I'm guessing it's Patreon.com forward slash Vanguard Comic. But um, definitely recommend checking it out and just, just have like a flick through it because it's so good. It's like it's it's impressive. I'm just very impressed by it. Yeah. So I guess one of the topics we should probably talk about is this, the, is this episode one or episode zero? Episode is like the zero. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just us two. And at one point we should get Ben and Skip on. And... Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. That'd
0: be good. Just testing the waters.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, f- I figured we could probably talk about like how we started writing and yeah, how people that'd be
0: interested for you as well. To be honest.
1: Yeah. How, <laughs> how I how I started writing. How yeah.
0: How you started?
1: Oh, um, oh, man, I might even think about this. I was going to ask you first. Um... <laughs>
0: well, I can go first if you <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, yeah. You go first. I'll think about it in the back. Cool. The back um. Uh, well, I think. Do you remember what the first thing you wrote was?
0: I do. It's kind of a bit of a blurry memory. And it's one of those that, you know, you have those dreams and you think, Oh, was it a dream or was it not? But I'm pretty sure it wasn't a dream. It was basically, I was about seven. And I just remember being in my parents' house, sat at the dining room table. And my dad had left his laptop out for me just to have, I think I was playing like solitaire or something. And I sat there and then I, I, literally just wanted to write something I'd like not in a cheesy kind of I'm going to be a writer away but I was just like Microsoft Word 90 whatever it was um and just really really loved the idea of writing because I've I've read a lot anyway um and started just tapping away the keys and got half a page about some dwarf in some cave and I really wanted to write I remember really wanted to write something Tolkien-esque um and obviously not having maturity or the ability or the 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 time for it i kind of wrote that and then put it down Was like this is hard writing is hard yeah um and then didn't touch it again until uh i did well i did english drama and psychology at college but in english they had a creative writing unit and we had to sort of play around and i wrote a little bit of um a couple of sci-fi horror shorts and erotica because I wanted to push the boundaries of college English, yeah, uh, and it seems to go down kind of well. Um, obviously, looking back, it's one of those that is far too overly descriptive, it's lacking real narrative, but it was one of those where I was happy with it at the time, yeah, uh, and it seemed to do well. And then it was probably about really how I properly started writing was not February gone, so February 2015. Um, And I'd been a proofreader for two years at that point and just kind of I was doing a lot of home work on the computer by myself. It was just one of those things where I was constantly proofreading other people's work, which was it was mainly nonfiction. I didn't really do any fiction and stuff. Um, And I just kind of wanted to do something a bit more for me. Mm. I kind of figured, well, I get, you know, a spare hour or so here and there in the day or between projects as it comes in. The I'd give it a go. I'd see I'd see what I wrote, so, what I could write. So, I started writing. Um, a, I thought it was going to be a novel. But in hindsight, it really wasn't. No. Uh, basically, about a a guy who moves into a place for a fresh start from his life, and there's a room in there that swallows sound. Um, spoiler alert for a project coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, it was basically really. Just that and how he goes on his life. And then eventually it was going to be a thing where he gets locked in for days and no one can hear him. It was going to be quite dark. And then halfway through writing that, I just got the inspiration for Sins of Smoke, which at the time had a very creative title of Sunset Vampire. (laughs) Um, And yeah, hammered out the first draft of that. And that was the first substantial thing I wrote. And that ended up at about 15,000 words. And that is
1: like people should read Sins of Smoke because it's really mature. Like it reads, I don't know if this is just because you were proofreading before or something, but it, it reads like, you know, not, not like an early work. It reads like a, a a much more mature writer. I guess like someone I, I imagine it's coming from like someone like Stephen King or someone like that. It it is really good. (laughs) So I remember reading that like going, wait, (laughs)
0: how well is done? Because this was the, kind of my introduction to you guys to be honest. Yeah. To, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean I finished the first draft of that and then I kind of I was reading up a lot at that point. Um things like Stephen King's on writing. Mm. Um just reading as much as I could to try and get inspiration to try and see what it actually took to be a writer because I was kind of admitted at that point that I was naive to the craft. Um and then yeah, long story short about just before October, I finished the seventh draft. Um, decided to see what this self-publishing lock was all about, stuck it on Amazon, and managed to get it to number one of the short story horror charts for Amazon Kindle over Halloween, which was very, very exciting. Um, and yeah, that was my kind of segue into you guys, into Hawk and Cleaver.
1: I think, um, like, so when you, when you first started playing with writing when you were a lot younger, um, this this resonates with my experience actually like someone gives you good feedback like in the sense of a teach. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans
0: from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option I never really was a salad guy that's just not who I am but Noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: There's someone or someone says, yeah, this is actually, this is actually pretty good. Um, and I think that germinates and then like takes root even. And then like as you get older, you, you're all, you've always got that thing in your mind of you, you want to write at some point. So yeah, what if? What if I just give it that what little if? bit extra? Yeah.
0: yeah, and then that's what it was. And It was now at the point where it is all I want to do. In, in most of my spare time I've got, I will sort of come up with short stories, work on A Clockwork Rose, which is an upcoming novel that I'll have out by the end of this year. I will. Um, and yeah, that was kind of my journey into, into writing. Yeah.
1: I think mine um... <clears throat> is very similar. I remember in English when i was really really young like primary school i remember writing a poem it was about a hedgehog or something and i think i'd used a metaphor and it was the first time i'd really understood what a metaphor was and the teacher was <laughs> the teacher like said oh this is this is quite good and then i think just that like one little uh, bit of praise was enough to just plant that seed that was gonna yeah <laughs> take root and then flower like the older i got sort of thing um, yeah. do you remember
0: that teacher's name
1: Miss, no, uh, no, I don't. I remember (laughs) one of the teachers who I thought it was, it wasn't called Mrs. Barker, who called me a (laughs) 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 mong in a class once. Nice. Um, Which is. Hopefully she won't listen to this. Yeah. I don't don't think she will. Maybe, you never know. Um, But yeah, and then I think I grew up and then I went, I started playing music and then started getting to like. Music videos, and then from music videos, started getting into like film and storytelling and and writing like scripts and stuff like that. And then uh did some like stand up comedy stuff, which was fun. It learned how to write jokes, which is always <laughs> fun. And then I think at one point I just thought I'll just write a really really short story just myself, just to see how it is. And I wrote uh, the people who Li- live in my bed. It's like two hundred and fifty yeah. words, but I remember like passing that over to. Cat and some people, and they were like, "Oh yeah, this is this is actually really good." And um I don't know, just that's how it starts, isn't
0: it? It just just you takes just, a couple of people to say, "Yeah, yeah," and give you that little sort of nudge forward. Yeah, and then the rest is just a uh, a nightmare trying to drive yourself. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. How would you if someone said to you, "Okay, I want to start writing and publishing." um Not really. I've written some stuff before, but I've not really done that much. What would you? advise them to do to
0: write more yeah uh, i think um <clears throat> the one of the main things that kept me writing oh excuse me <clears throat> um one of the main things that especially in those first few months kept me writing was i was reading a book that i was absolutely loving um and it's one of the things i find the minute i stop or i slow down with my reading i find that my writing slows as well yeah or i become I feel less in sync with it. So uh, for anyone who wants to kind of give it a go, I'd say it's one of those things where you just have to put in the time. You have to find an hour, half an hour a day in which you can say after dinner, half seven till half or till eight is mine, sit down and then just start there. I think because the biggest thing I found was building up those targets. I mean, I started doing probably about 200 words a day yeah and that would be a good day i'd be happy with that um and obviously now i'm at the point where i can squeeze in over a thousand in an hour on my lunch break and that that doesn't feel like a problem to me but that started with tiny increments so if you can have an idea and you say chip away at it chip away at it, chip away at it each day increase that target and it just becomes more rhythmic it just becomes habitual it's,
1: it's um it's, it's like a so in june 2000 and Fourteen. I was writing my first book, which was a book of short stories, really short book. Uh, but I, I made a note of how many words I'd written that month. That entire month, I'd written three thousand three hundred fifty-one words. Wow! And I, and I tweeted it because I was really proud of it. Yeah. The, the June after that, I'd written, uh, like, probably like forty-five thousand words or something. So, and it, it <laughs> but it's like it's it took a year to get to that point, and um, it's incremental. I, I like I like the idea of. You know, like an elastic band, like it's smaller first, but you stretch it and it's never going to go quite back to the shape it was before. So yeah. you sort of constantly sort of stretching
0: this elastic band and becoming more and more comfortable with it, with the bigger word counts. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. It is, it is 100% like that. I mean, looking back at it now, 200 words, I could, doesn't feel like half as much as it used to. It used to feel like such a big thing to have that half an hour to say, right, 200 words. And I think, you know as you go by you start almost when you start off you care about every word
1: yeah you do every sentence that, yeah that's
0: it and that's the part that slows you down and now because i understand first drafts are crap ernest hemingway not crap but i think we can swear we, are we are we gonna put that line out we're right. right we're swearing on this
1: we swear on the other stories podcast like, yeah
0: all the time yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to swear it's natural okay but, yeah. but no yeah your first draft of it well the first draft of anything is shit and that's something that once you learn that oh I know <laughs> <laughs> sorry mom once you've uh learned that and taken that on board you do just kind of throw yourself at the key you just you do just say this is my idea tap 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 and yeah. you can kind of come back and shape it later
1: also I think when you when you first starting out and you're first starting to write these you're concentrating on the words and the sentences you're basically um, learning how to construct right, like prose, you know, like just the basic construction elements. Yeah. And that becomes second nature eventually. Yeah. Um, you sort of, you pick up the rhythm of it. You, you get like a, you just start playing music, I guess. Like when you first practice in your scales, you do it really slowly. You want to get each note just right. And then when you get, uh, after you've been playing for two or three years, the notes become second nature. You know, your fingers go there almost automatically
0: um so you can you can play a lot faster yeah now absolutely that's definitely how it is now i mean like i say i can literally just go to the keyboard just start typing and it flows i don't think i don't stop and think oh how you know how is this first part going to affect the rest of it because it's already there yeah it's already this is the rhythm boom boom boom
1: how do you feel about it so if it was it's the way I started writing and put more effort into it, I um I had like an online writers group, and then I used to write really short five hundred word stories, and then just get critique critiqued on that. But um, would you suggest people to do that, or would you do you think people should be publishing online like self publishing straight away and getting feedback in the public?
0: I think it depends on what path you're choosing to take, because. I mean, obviously it's fantastic, uh, self-publishing and putting your stuff out there. And like you say, getting that criticism, but if you're, I think if you're looking to do it in the long run and your early work isn't as great as you thought, it can be quite detrimental to your long-term goals. Mm. And because obviously people will look at your earlier stuff, see if it's not quite there, if it's not hitting reviews and that will reflect, even if you put in the work and your new book is fantastic, um, it will reflect on that. But I think things like online communities and I mean, I've, I've never been part of a writing community online, but I go to a local one um, here. And they're just fantastic for keeping your stamina, your motivation up. And like you say, those little bits of feedback are, are priceless, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, which way would you, would you go? Would you recommend self-publishing? Uh,
1: when, I, when I think about the Vanguard comic, and I think about how he's, he basically did self-publish his work so it's out there in the public right from the start and he improved he's improved very 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 quickly um i kind of feel like having it out in the public will put you, will get you into shape quicker Do you know what i mean because you yeah but but then again the same with i think that might be too much for some people like it's quite nerve-wracking when you put your work online for the first time anyway yeah um it might break some people <laughs> You know, you know, if they publish something and they just get like, like a load of one star reviews or something, I, yeah. think that, I think that might put some people off for life. So maybe, maybe not. Maybe I, I'd recommend people write short stories in a writer's group, either physical or digital. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> and just sort of, you know, you start off with that small elastic band and just like grow your comfort zone a little bit uh, over time, a little bit more until you're yeah. ready to, to publish.
0: Yeah, I don't think it matters if it's digital or in in person. I think as long as the vibe of community is there and as long as you feel like there are people around that get what you're going through, it does just make it a lot easier. Because, I mean, I have met people online that I talk to. I mean, you guys pretty much started online for me. And it's one of those things that just knowing that someone is trying what you're trying, going through the same sort of struggles, or if they're a bit further on, they can give you advice. If they're a bit behind, you can feel like you're mentoring. And it's... Yeah, it's just um it's good to have that support around you.
1: And I guess we're taking that to the next step when we start our projects. Yes. <laughs> we keep going, we, like, talking we, about
0: dig- it. I want a really cool kind of like Project Razor.
1: In my uh in my weekly newsletter I call it Project Dan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um that's fine for your newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like, I w- if I call it we- Project Dan, then I feel like that's really egotistical. <laughs>
1: There's nothing wrong with that. It's um, just self confidence, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well I mean one of them we could we could call them once. So the the horror yeah, the horror side could be Project Dan. Yeah. The sci fi side.
1: I've just be- called them Project Horror and Project Sci Fi.
0: Yeah, I kinda of still want something cooler, but we can work on it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um I guess we we should tell people what we're doing. I don't even think Skip or any of the Hawken Cleaver guys know exactly what what we're doing.
0: Have we mentioned it?
1: I think I've briefly. I think Ben reads my newsletters, so he would have uh, seen Project Dan come up and he he might have had an inkling of what that was. Yeah. Uh, So what what are we doing again? (laughs) You you had like a really good
0: pitch for it, so Oh, that's pressure now. Um okay, so the idea is that we're going to write a series of books together. Alongside each other, um, basically each taking the lead on a genre that we're a bit more uh, tail- not tailored towards, but sort of mm. we lend our art a bit stronger to. Yeah. Um, and I think the idea is we're going to plan the books. I'm going to plan your sci fi book.
1: Yeah.
0: You're going to plan my horror book.
1: Yeah. And we're
0: going to get the rhythm together so that when we pass it back over and I start writing the horror and you start writing the sci fi. It's almost like a fresh story, and it means that it allows you to be a bit more imaginative with it and take that journey.
1: Yeah. So sort of
0: into a guided unknown.
1: So we're starting out with, like, I think I think I know what idea I'm settling on because I just keep going back to it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't know if you. I think you might have yours, or are you?
0: I'm kind of torn between a couple. Um, okay. But I mean, we'll discuss that uh, shortly.
1: And then, and then, <laughs> and then we're gonna pitch each of these ideas like mm-hmm. what we've got so far what our ideas are for what the series could be and by the way these are commercial works right that's what yes, we're aiming yeah, for yeah okay. these are
0: these are based on sort of genres and categories that we've already seen hitting the top of the charts things that are very very commercial very popular right now yeah
1: it's a, it's a cool little experiment we're doing um, yeah absolutely and then so we and then we hand over the project for a week i think is that right yeah a week so we can Where... read it and So, yeah, so, um, well, are we gonna? So, we're gonna outline each other. I'm gonna outline your story, and you're gonna outline my story.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna outline yours based on the pitch that you give me.
1: Yeah, okay, that's interesting. So, that means I need to really try and make as good a pitch as possible. Yeah, so
0: if you want it to be along the idea that you're thinking in your head, which I mean, there's nothing to say that it can't weave down those lines in the later drafts, but yeah, if that's kind of what you're going for, then obviously pitch it to me, yeah, as you see it, and then I will. Try and take that trail in my in my planning,
1: okay, and then we hand them back over, and then we both we write the first drafts of our stories together, so I think one thousand two hundred words is that the the average we, yeah, we put
0: that down as an average per day
1: I imagine yeah. we'll probably do more than that
0: <laughs> i I can see myself getting quite excited over it yeah me too <laughs> yeah
1: um, you you're, you get more words in a day than me i think what's your good day what's your personal best in a day do we count
0: my day off i had yeah yeah like any day but yeah my personal is six and a
1: half thousand yeah i have no near that i think my personal <laughs> is like three thousand three hundred or something like that so yeah
0: well i think my average on a good week is probably just under two thousand
1: yeah per day it's, yeah two thousand i think it's about, it's about right for me as well um yeah. so and then we're going to write these first drafts i think they're going to be about fifty thousand words is that right
0: i think around that i think um okay in the pitching ideas, it might vary might bit depending on what the story demands, but yeah. yeah.
1: And, um, and then we're going to hand them back over to each other to edit each other's work. Is that, is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll, basically sort of not rewrite, but like,
0: uh, what's the smooth word? out,
1: smooth out. Yeah. Yeah. So basically it's looking smoothing.
0: for any, <laughs> any, any plot holes, any bugs, anything that might be a little bit tricky, um, and just kind of put our own little, topping on top of the cake yeah um and then i think back over for a final check between each other are we doing three swaps or
1: uh, so we hand out other for the beats the outlines and we hand back over first drafts and then hand back over are we changing are we doing line edits at that point are we like rewriting prose and stuff i think or, so okay yeah yeah i think um, if it needs
0: it if it's sort of yeah. glaringly obvious yeah
1: and we'll be able to spot that with each of us work i think quite easily um i, I think you're probably gonna delete loads of my stuff and just rewrite <laughs> it <laughs> but um and then we hand back over for i guess at that point proofing and, yeah and then we'll probably get an external editor in at that point yep and then publish and these are going to be i think the idea is these are gonna be book ones of potential series right
0: yes yeah that's i think it is a series that we're looking at doing.
1: Yeah. And then... I mean, it might be
0: that, um, depending on the story idea, that one, you know, might want four or five books, one might want three, one might want... So, I don't know where it's going to go. Like, just yeah. <laughs> see where, where the story takes us.
1: I've got to tell you, I'm really excited about this project. Like... Yeah. I think I was going to... Because writing the third hipster book and I was, like, doing the... I had to change the ending and I was, like, doing the... <laughs> like the the first pass, so like changing, rewriting a lot of it. And I was just getting like really unsure about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think doing it the way we're going to be doing it now is this time is I'm really excited about the idea of bouncing ideas back and forth. And yeah, I think that's just going to like lubricate the entire process.
0: Absolutely. I think it'll, because you'll have the excitement of writing the first draft, which is obviously exciting anyway. I mean, Edits can get really tiresome, but then when you swap over, you're then excited about reading what the other person has created
1: yeah.
0: and try and get through that. And with that, I feel like because you'll be reading it quite, well, pre- presumably quite quickly, you'll notice things more.
1: Yeah,
0: You'll get the rhythm, you'll get the pace, you'll kind of go, this doesn't quite work. And I think, I think me and you can be quite honest with each other and quite yeah. constructively critical critical yeah um and then when you pass it back you'll be like oh what's he done with that so it kind of just keeps that intrigue that entertainment as well
1: and we're, we're in pretty much i mean it my only concern that that a potential hiccup is that when we're doing the first drafts so you've done the the outline you pass it to me i'm doing the first draft and i get through it and i think oh that that story thing it doesn't quite work or like it's going to ruin I need to change something a certain way and it's going to ruin the, the outline for later on in the story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. are, are we going to have to Skype it, you know, get in touch with each other and basically redo the outline or how do you see that? Do you mean for the next books? For the next books?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think once, I think it will be worth once after, after the second draft or even after the first draft, to be honest, if, um, it has taken a slightly different direction. Uh, it's why, it, yeah, we'll we'll be talking regularly through the whole thing. So yeah, at we the end we, of draft, we talk think...
1: each other, we talk to each other by Slack, but we talk to each other more often than I talk to my family.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same. To be honest, I've not spoken to my mom in about a week, and she's just got back off holiday. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it'll be worth it anyway to have a a proper chat after each draft, just so we can kind of talk about any concerns. See. Because if yeah. there is something that you've gone actually, this took a different direction. That doesn't necessarily, obviously, mean it's a bad thing, does it? We can—that's something we can address. We can maybe use to make the next books even better, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't think it's anything. Too, anything we can't work through.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I um. Oh man, I'm so excited. I um. I don't want to spoil. <laughs> my story ideas, but I would just say I was watching the playthrough of one of the influencers. I think I know which one you mean. Not the space one. Yeah. Okay, yep. Um, yep. And the first scene, like the first couple of scenes, are pretty much exactly what I had in mind for how my story was going to start. Yeah. It's quite weird, but um, See, I don't, yeah, I'm excited to show you. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and it is a fantastic resource a good it, it's a good um point of influence yeah definitely it's very exciting it's one of my one of my favorite uh tales shall we say yeah <laughs> try not to give too much away and i was gonna say i've got for um my side i've got an idea for a first scene which is it's not a rip-off it's kind of lifted directly influenced from the opening chapter of uh stephen king's under the dome okay which is for any for anyone who's not read Under the Dome, it's fantastic. But it's uh I've seen they, the T V show. Yeah, I've not watched that yet. Pa- apparently it doesn't live up to the hype. Um I don't
1: uh it was okay. I mean I, I stopped watching, but fair um, enough. Yeah. But
0: it's yeah, the opening scene is about just a woodchuck running around happily, just doing its thing, sees a bit of food, goes up and eats it, and then suddenly part of this glass dome just slices it in half as it falls over this town in Maine. Um and that, it's obviously not gonna be that
1: that happens in a tv show but it's a cow oh is it yeah
0: yeah no it's a woodchuck in the uh, in the book um and yeah it's kind of an idea that i've got takes that as a bit of an influence but in a different way for for one of the story ideas that i've got
1: i think your idea is outside the dome
0: it's out <laughs> it's over the dome over the dome yeah 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 it's one that's basically takes that concept and the dome is a a uh, snow shaker <laughs> i thought you'd be
1: being serious for a second then i was like no. <laughs> oh, you well, could, I... it's an interesting idea i guess <laughs> yeah you've given my idea away thanks luke thanks uh...
0: <laughs> um but no it's, it's I'm very very excited to to talk more about some of the ideas and see where they go
1: yeah um if you could as well It'd be interesting to see how well the books do i mean it, it like anything it's a, it's a part like you're basically a lottery ticket we're we're spending the next couple of months writing <laughs> doing all of those work just to buy a lottery ticket but it'd be interesting to see if one which one does better and like why and we you can maybe like pick apart why one's doing better than the other and and um and it, also i want to get some people on the show at some point like chris fox and that Michael Laron guy to talk about writing to oh, market yeah. and, and get their perspectives on it because it's a really interesting topic um, and it's something I want to do. This is who we, this, is, this project is for, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of different takes. You see um, some guys seem to find the idea of writing directly for the market almost like selling out sort mm. of a really negative. If you do it, you're not really being passionate. You're not putting yourself in your art. Um, but I think if you're feel like us and you're looking to kind of make a bit more of something that you enjoy doing anyway and to be honest for the genres that we're looking at doing and the ideas we've got they seem to be stuff that we'd enjoy um so i think it kind of works out well in that way for us but it'll be interesting yeah it'll be interesting to talk to some people and see what their take on it is
1: so i'm just going to tell people what the i'm just going to say what the game the game's influence because i I think it's pretty cool Uh, last of us meets dead space and I think I don't know, I just feel like that's that's a cool setting. Oh, also, with a bit of the thing in it.
0: Yeah. I think the base of The Last of Us, anyway, is just... I mean, that game blew me away. <laughs> it's still my favourite game of all time.
1: I feel a little bit bad about watching the playthrough because I kind of want to play it myself at some point.
0: Yeah. But... Buy a PS3 and buy The Last of Us for about 40 quid from GameStation.
1: <laughs> yeah, I might do it, actually. I haven't got a TV yet. I and then to, sell it back. Yeah, when I'm moving to my own place, I just tell people I'm, I'm living. Me and my fiance are living with my fiance's parents at the minute. Um, <laughs> I'm not like a teenager living in my mum's room. Represent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. And we've just moved. That's why we've moved yeah. from London to Manchester. I feel like I've <laughs> got to explain this. <laughs> yeah,
0: I have to justify it. It's fine.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, and then like we can come on. We we could do more episodes about this in the future and let people know how it's going on. And um, yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: But, yeah, so we've been talking for like 50 minutes now. That's uh, gone by pretty quick.
0: That's good. And I should shoot off soon because my my son will be going to bed and I would like to say goodnight. (laughs) Okay,
1: yeah, fair enough. Uh, Okay, so let's wrap up. If you want to be a writer, start writing and get a writer's group. We're going to be doing this cool little project where we write to market, writing two books at the same time. And then... uh, Check out Vanguard. Check out Vanguard Comic and Pokemon Go that you probably have. Check out the other stories, which is our podcast that's doing remarkably well, incredibly well. Um, Like every week, or every week, it just jumps up like in download numbers. Um, I don't think it's officially
0: registered with me yet, to be honest. Because you kind of shout numbers, and then I'm just like, oh, that's nice. And I'll walk away. But like what we are now over 20,000 in just over three months.
1: Yeah, so like, but it's. I think the the more more interesting thing is how how the exponential the growth is. So Mm. it's just it's turning into a bit of a curve, and like it just keeps like doubling. I don't know how how long that's going to happen for because how is that happening? I don't even know how where the downloads are coming
0: from. word of mouth, I presume. I mean, how awesome the stories are, (laughs) and
1: we're we're getting fan mail and stuff, which is cool. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I sent out the competition when it's books today, by the uh, way.
0: Oh, it's exciting. I can't wait for him to get it.
1: Yeah, me too. But yeah, check out the other stories because I'm, and I think Dan is really proud of it. Like, I think it's a really cool show. It's a, short, it's a horror, sci-fi, thriller, WTS story, short story delivered to your podcast feed every Monday morning. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, other than that, go check out hawkincleaver.com and find me on Twitter at loopofcondor. of Condor And Dan is... Wilcox
0: Author.
1: At Wilcox Author. A bit less creative. (laughs) Cool. All right. I'll talk to you
0: soon. Awesome. Talk to you soon, mate. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Story Studio Podcast. Still hungering for some podcast goodness? Then why not check out our other show,
1: The Other Stories? Oh, and did you know? Every time you leave us a review in the iTunes store, a puppy is born. Cute, day, eh? Anyway, toodle-pip. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode
0: ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy
1: Sandwich.